Welcome to Pop Culture Rx, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's award-winning podcast. Pop Culture Rx is where we sit down with a medical expert and talk through various health-related topics circulating in today's media. In our discussions, you'll hear from a variety of professionals sharing insight and advice on these newsworthy conditions. This is Pop Culture Rx. Two years ago, former reality star Lo Bosworth was in a restaurant in Lower Manhattan, and while sitting down, one of the swinging kitchen doors fell off its hinges and onto her head. She ended up suffering a moderate concussion for months and recently revealed the lasting impacts from that, sharing that she still struggles to collect her thoughts and recall words from time to time. Today, I'm here with Dr. Christine Grease who is currently the director of the concussion program at JFK Johnson Rehabilitation Institute. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Grease. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Before we kind of, you know, jump into Lowe's story, what exactly is a concussion? Well, a concussion is any um, effect or symptom that a patient feels after an impact to the body or to the head. So um, unlike popular mindset um you know a person thinks that oh you know in order to sustain a concussion they've had to hit her head their head yeah but that's not the case um more importantly it's any type of force or trauma and the force is transmitted through brain tissue um and then that brain tissue doesn't behave or act the way that it should um and as a result a patient experiences symptoms that they just don't feel right um and so that that pretty much is a concussion when in terms of a clinical diagnosis. Okay, so in Lowe's case, the, the kitchen door that fell on her must have hit her pretty hard in order for her to sustain a concussion. Right, and um, also to have these lingering effects. Yes, yes, she was mentioning for two years she's kept this kind of a secret, but at the same time, it's two years later and she's struggling to recall words. Is that normal? Well, uh, let's just say that a small percentage of population um, do experience lingering effects following a concussion. Uh, Generally speaking, concussions should resolve on their own in a matter of hours to days to weeks. Um, Anything past about a 12-week period, uh, we delve into something called post-concussion syndrome. So just like any other syndrome in medicine, um, it is made up of a series of symptoms. Um, Visual problems, cognitive problems, emotional problems, balance problems, uh, behavioral problems. And so as a result, if a patient experiences a symptom in any of those domains or in all of those domains, we call it post-concussion syndrome after it hasn't resolved spontaneously on its own within three months. Um, Because generally speaking, if, uh, you know, humans have been hitting their heads since the beginning of time, right? (laughs) Um, Literally since we've been walking on earth, (laughs) um, we can, you know, we have a risk of falling. Yeah. Um, And so... uh, Generally, patients do recover um, over time with proper rest, proper hydration, proper sunlight. Um, You know, they'll recover over time. But studies are telling us that a small percentage of population of the population can have lingering effects after a concussion. Um, And then, uh, you know, similar to what Lo was experiencing, uh, trouble with not just um, organizing uh, her thoughts or being coherent in her speech, Mm -hmm. but even the inability to coordinate um, things that, you know, young people, you and I should do without a problem. Yeah, something that we wouldn't even 
think about, really. Absolutely, right. So speaking of thinking, actually, um, the brain takes a lot more energy to do what it used to do on autopilot mode. Um, and then sometimes also a patient will say, well, you know what, I feel like I'm doing everything and, pay, and, and uh, people around me, friends, loved ones, they don't really realize what I'm going through because I'm still doing what I can do but it's just that much harder to do it um, and that much longer. So for instance, patients that have concussions will tell you, well, you know, I'm just having trouble reading, but then they can read. It's just a matter of sustained reading, sustained attention, sustained moving, sustained walking. Sports and athletes alike, when they have concussions, you know, those who were able to run track for many miles will fatigue after a mile or two. Wow. Um, And yeah, and that's a very common thing. Wow. So, okay, so she has this kind of post- Concussion syndrome. Yes. Um, what do we do for people like that? Do we have, you know, programs or what kind of rehab can we kind of get them back to where they once were? So, uh, first things first, um, you know, we evaluate which part of the symptoms are troubling for them the most. Is it the vision? Is it the balance? Is it the cognitive? Is it the emotional? Is it everything? And then we do have a a program tailored based on each patient's individual needs. And the program addresses uh, vision, such as in vision therapy, balance um, in vestibular therapy. Um, And then also, if uh, the patient, just as we know, because uh, there was an impact to to the head, neck pain is very common. It's about 80% of concussions will also have a concomitant neck pain issue. Um, And as a result, we always like to incorporate neck therapy even before we start balance therapy. Because guess what? If your neck is not nice and flexible and strong, it will not be able to maintain balance very well. We have a lot of balance sensors that run through our neck. Um, And so it's important to make sure that the cervical spine is stable. Um, And so we run through that program first before we even incorporate balance therapy. And then we also have the cognitive piece of it through Mm -hmm. the aid of a neuropsychologist who does a very thorough examination, um, a very thorough cognitive evaluation on the patient's mental status, their um, overall cognitive as well as behavioral as well as physiological, um, you know, deficits, and then to kind of bring that all together in a cognitive rehab program. Um, And so we have those different uh, therapies, and then some patients may require medications to kind of assist in speeding up that recovery process um, and to help them with their symptoms as they're going through their therapies. Because let me tell you, going through some type of vision and balance therapy will really trigger concussion symptoms and bring them back to the surface. Yeah. Before we move any further, I want to know about neck therapy. Is neck therapy like massage therapy? Because I would like to check me into that. (laughs) Well, um, it's a little bit more... um, what neck therapy will do, I mean, massage therapy is great. Um, you know, it's part of improving neck therapy is to actually soften that muscle, okay. right? Um, and because what happens after concussion is uh, the neck becomes super rigid. That's mm-hmm. what it's, it's designed to do. It's yeah. designed to protect and brace itself so that the more sensitive part um, or the brain stem as well as uh, leading into the spinal cord doesn't get affected. Um, And so as a result, neck therapy will incorporate neck stabilization techniques. So the therapist will train a patient on how to have proper posture, Mm -hmm. how to re-stretch those muscles that remained tight and refuse to lengthen and be flexible after the injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And also in terms of improving range of motion and speed of of turning and speed of range. 
change um, because a lot of times a concussed patient will say, you know what, I move my neck one side or another and I all of a sudden get dizzy yeah. and I don't know what happened. I almost lose my balance. Well, yes, because guess what? Part of our balance stability is actually in the stability and our equilibrium of our neck muscles. So if one side is a little tighter than the other, guess what? Balance is a little bit off too. Um, yeah. And they and patients notice that when they're driving, when they're turning their head to talk to somebody. Um, and so it does affect their day-to-day living, which I'm sure in Lowe's case that was that was definitely happening. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know neck therapy was a thing. I mean, it makes it makes so much sense. You hear about people all the time with whiplash yeah. and things like Absolutely. that in their necks and yeah. didn't even know that there was a therapy for that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so what are some of the steps you can take after you're diagnosed with a concussion? So uh, first step um, is to offload, take it easy. Um, I always say, let's treat it as if it was any other area of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, if this was a broken ankle, you know, the first thing you do is not walk or run on it. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately with the brain, we don't know how to say that because the brain doesn't know how to send signals that it hurts. All it does is it say, I have a headache. I can't stimu- tr- tolerate noise light. Yeah. I can't tolerate. So guess what we do? We just tone it back a little bit. We'll say, you know what? I want, I, I tell my patients, I want you to just tone it tone it down a little. In your screen time, let's stay off of social media. Let's stay off <laughs> of, uh, you know, especially scrolling up and down. Let's stay off of the books a little bit. Um, let's gradually retrain your brain to do all of those things in a much, much, much slower way. Um, okay. And then same thing with rest. You know what? If you were only sleeping, you know, a few hours a day, let's take that up a notch um, because guess what? The brain is going to be on a fight or flight mode. Why? It's injured. And so that's a natural response is to be in a little bit more of an alert mode. So concussed patients usually have trouble falling asleep at night. So they make up for it in the daytime by mm-hmm. sleeping excessively. And so we say, you know what? Let's retrain the brain. Go to bed at night. Don't use your phone at night. Try to settle down. Don't look at uh, if you don't be tempted to look at your phone yeah. in the middle of the night when you do yeah. wake up. So that you're you know let's just settle down. Be in a dark room, cool place. Um, retrain the brain on sleeping. Retrain the brain on limiting interaction. And so we always tell our patients um, if there is too much stimulation around you, whether it's noise or light, you just step it down a little bit. If the, if the sunlight bothers you, instead of just jumping to sunglasses, which is extreme, don't yeah. do that. Let's just put on orange or blue light blocker lenses that anybody can purchase at any store um and then same thing goes with noise don't just some some of my patients are always tempted to put earplugs in i say no because guess what if you had ringing in the ear it's probably gonna make it a little bit worse um if you have a lot of noise sensitivity just step out of that environment go into a a cooler calm place and then make sure that you know as you as your symptoms kind of settle down then you gradually um you know retrain that now also for athletes i always tell them don't go back back to running, <laughs> jogging, head bobbing. <laughs> Definitely don't go back into the sport just yet. We all we already know that they have to be symptom free for at least twenty four to forty eight hours before they re- regress back, uh, retrain back into their sport. Um, and so we tell them, you know what? Just take small walks. If the walk triggers a headache, then we know what to do. You just work below yeah. your threshold always. And so whether it comes to physical cognitive activity, some patients say, you know what? I have I yawn a lot after I have a long conversation with a friend, and I never had that happen. And it's usually very seamless conversation it's effortless it doesn't take much from me and now all of a sudden I I feel like I can't maintain attention I'm asking questions seven million times when I should be knowing the answer to it Um, and I said to tell the patient just again take it down you're doing a little bit too much gradually let's recheck day after day to see how you're doing and progressively uh, increase and of course hydration Yes, um, so important. You know, staying away from alcohol it helps in the first few days yeah. after concussion. 
<laughs> so don't drink your sorrows away. Um, but you know, in general, uh, you know, and obviously maintaining a healthy diet is huge. So you mentioned sleep. So I've always heard to not sleep when you have a concussion or, or you have to be wake, woken up every two hours or, you know, you can't have like a true, like solid REM sleep but I'm guessing that's incorrect. Well, back in the day, we used to do that because we weren't having readily available uh, imaging um, at our fingertips like we do now. And so in order to rule out any more serious injury in the brain, such as a bleed mm -hmm. um, or a delayed bleed from a, from a head injury, um, the patient would be told or the family member would be told to waken the patient up every hour, every two hours to make sure that they are still neurologically intact, um, meaning they have, they're maintaining their five senses, they're able to interact with the environment. Now that's not the case so much as long as they haven't experienced any of those symptoms in the first few hours after injury, symptoms that are red flags, mm -hmm. um, you know, loss of consciousness for a long period of time, um, or any of um, a, a neurological deficits where they are unable to speak, unable to see, unable to smell, any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, we tell them, you know what, rest, um, let the person settle down, let them stay asleep, let them overall, the body needs to recover, and we always periodically check on them, but we don't interrupt their sleep. Okay, that's yeah. good. Good to know because mm -hmm. I've always learned to interrupt them and yeah. they're not supposed <laughs> to sleep and God yeah. forbid, but then at the same time, it's like, how does your brain turn off right. to exactly. recover? Right. Sleep. Right. Absolutely. So it's Lowe's condition was for two plus years. I mean, she's mentioned that, you know, she's still feeling this impact two years later. Is it normal for someone to feel this or, you know, should we expect to feel better a lot sooner if we have just a normal concussion? Well, let's just say that in her case, she had a lot of long-term deficits mm -hmm. that now we have to, you know, they, she obviously is going to have to deal with with specific rehab medications and that's up to her and her doctor. Is that normal? No, that's, that's actually generally the more infrequent thing or the more it's, it's rare to have that happen. Do we see that all the time? Actually, that's part of my everyday clinic um, is to deal with all of the post-concussion syndrome deficits um, and you know some of the things that are still you know taxing to patients. Um, generally, with concussions, they should improve over time, but sometimes they do leave behind some residual deficits. Some patients suffer from post-traumatic headaches, um, fatigue headaches. So mm -hmm. if they do things for a certain period of time, they, their concussion symptoms resurface. Um, you know, if they were to work out for a certain period of time, they may get that. If they have a very busy weekend, for instance, that they used to be able to have no problem with and they handle fine, then they may actually pay the price for it on like a Monday or Tuesday. Some patients, they'll say if they go in for elective surgery, they've gone under general anesthesia. For the first few weeks after an anesthesia, they may notice a resurfacing of their old concussion symptoms. Wow. Um, and that can happen. And that's just the brain's way of reminding us that, hey, you know what? I had to kind of relearn and make new pathways on how to, you know, uh, can complete my daily functions. Yeah. And does it matter where you get hit in the head on as to kind of what kind of lingering symptoms is like one place worse than the other or? That's all dependent on the person. Okay. So the different, the nice thing about the brain is that we're all very, it's structurally, it's the same, 
but the way the pathways behave are very different and that's what makes us very it's, it's individual right we're not talking about you know nothing against the pancreas or the liver but we're not <laughs> talking about those organs <laughs> um so the nice thing about the brain is that um a brain's ability to rewire make new tracks make new pathways relearn new ways of doing the same thing um differs based on a person based on their overall health based on their gender based on their age based on um their genetics and their predisposition and guess what it's also based on their support system yeah and so if you have all of those working for you but then you don't have a surrounding support system that really understands what they're going through because again it's an individual injury right yes. um and so we can't it's it's a very it's it's a very personal injury meaning um only the patients that are going through it really experience it um it's invisible and so as long as you know it's it's not like a fractured ankle that you can wear a boot for and then show yeah. everybody, hey, you know what? I, I can't walk on my leg because of this and this and that. Um, it's a little bit different. Um, and so what ends up happening is um, a patient sometimes can go through this alone. And um, by going, by not having a good support system, they don't tend to do well, um, you know, overall. And then their symptoms may linger. And some people who have been hiding their symptoms for years and then just come out with it later uh, may also be suffering from lingering effects for that reason. Wow. So it's really important to have a good support system. Yes. But that's with any type of injury, Absolutely. any type of ailment. Absolutely. You know, it's always super important to have a really great support system. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your clinic. Well, um, we see clinic uh, patients for, of all ages um, and, well, really more 14 and above, so high school, um, sports, um, any type of injury. So pretty much any way that a person can hit their head, we see them. <laughs> um, so generally the most common causes of head injuries besides falls, which is always the number one common cause, um, motor vehicle accidents, trauma, um, you know, any, any, any of those type of injuries. Um, we deal with the immediate effects. So I see patients that are hours after their concussion and I see patients that, um, they come to me for the first time years after their concussion wow. with some lingering, uh, deficits similar to, you know, Lowe's, uh, situation. Um, you know, and then they're experiencing certain things and say, Hey, you know what? I've tried this therapy, didn't work, or it just offered minimal benefit. And I want to see what else, what else is out there. And and so we really, the nice thing about the clinic is that we um, collaborate with a group of great healthcare providers, uh, you know, and, and they really do great. I mean, the therapists there, the, you know, vision, uh, physical therapists, balance therapists, the neuropsychologists, the, the psychologists, the cognitive, everybody. I mean, they do such a great job, um, you know, with managing, um, you know, each of their domains uh, yeah. and knowing what they can benefit the patient. So, you know, we always tell them, we say, hey, you know what, this is what you probably may be missing or lacking. Let's incorporate that. Let's incorporate some acupuncture you know what let's also incorporate some healthy supplements and so we go over healthy lifestyle healthy eating um, and what maybe changes in their diet can actually benefit uh, the patient and improve their symptoms um, and so and then if that doesn't work you know when we may have to revert for a temporary short period of time medications uh, you know to kind of help them prescription medications that is it sounds like this kind of clinic could help anybody, even yeah. if you didn't help your head. You're talking about acupuncture and, you know, neck therapy and all these great things. I feel like I need to sign myself up. Well, just don't hit your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, definitely don't hit your head. Yes. No, I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. So thank you for having me. Yeah, thank it was a you. pleasure. Thank you. If you have a topic you'd like for us to cover, submit your ideas on hmh4u.org backslash podcast. Your suggestion could be included in the You Asked For It special episodes. The material provided through this Help You podcast is intended to be used as general information only 
and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.